G'day one. G'day one and g'day all. Welcome to Strange Days with South Osman. Got some exciting news, some developments in the broadcast. I'm looking forward to share with everyone. We're going to have a two minute intro and then we'll kick off the show. Enjoy. Let's kick it off. First on the news, from now on I'll be doing a show seven days a week. That's right, finally locked in seven days a week from 10 to 12 Adelaide Standard Time, South Australia. Check that out on your world clock, whatever time that may be. Mark it, guys. After taking me quite a few years to get here, I'm doing it. Always knew it was the way to go, and here I am. Secondly, I hope you enjoyed my new introduction. That will be part of Strange Days from now on. I quite like it, so I'll be playing that. Um, yeah, thirdly, I'm going to be doing now one hour and 15 minutes roughly, just a moi, me, going for broke, sharing certain alternative media and a bit woohoo stuff out there. We don't call it strange days for nothing. So there'll be bits of health matters, bits of woohoo, paranormal, political, you name it. We're going to go there and we're going to reveal some of it too that you may not have even heard of before. So this is going to be a really good adventure and a ride. Now, I think you just might enjoy it. So after my roughly hour and 15, I'm going to present an open line. And if no one calls in, I'm going to take the broadcast probably clean out to an hour and a half each episode that I do, which would allow me an extra half an hour if the conversation needs to go further. So that is how we're going to rock and roll. One minute, and I'm going to get my files together, and we're going to go and open up the folder. That's right, the folder. 
Folder 101. see what I've got lined up here on my first real official start to my 10 to 12 slot. <sighs> Finally doing a slot guys. It's been requested for quite a few years and here it is. Now we'll get out of that little girl. We'll go back over here. Go into there. Folder 101. Where are you? Right there you are. All right, there's nowhere in particular we're going to start. We're just going to do the roll as I usually do. And um, we're going to see where this little roller coaster goes, eh? Enjoy the journey. First up, why was a high chair found in the recent discovered tunnels in New York under the synagogue of the Lubavitches? Why would they have a high chair? Makes you wonder, doesn't it? One for the Americans here. Mark Ruffalo issues groveling apology after posting phony pics of Trump on pedo plane of Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. He could be done for, um, what do they call that? Hmm. But not without taking a shot at ex-owner Elon Musk for allowing disinformation on his site. Mark Ruffolo, who lost out on the Golden Globe for the Best Supporting Actor Sunday night, posted the image last week of Trump. He was quoting the post on X of a user claiming Trump took two separate flights to Epstein Island. However, it was quickly discovered the photos had been produced using artificial intelligence, forcing Ruffolo to apologize i think that would be classed under defamation of character so more things might be coming mr ruffolo's way or will be revealed on strange days revealed the nine acre system of tunnels underneath disney's built in 1971 that connects every single area of florida's walt disney world and it is so large that staff need golf carts to get around it. Massive underground facility over there. For those that are involved in this, this is not an issue that's really up my alley because I'm not um, haven't got any investments. But you'd know what this means yourselves if you have. Bitcoin Securities and Exchange Commission at SEC. Hacked a second time. So they've been rehacked. Bitcoin ETF deleted from the United States Securities and Exchange Commission website, BTC. For those that are in that sort of fields, you might understand that. 
Now, this is from a, a young gentleman at a school. I'd say he's about 15 or 16. He's had enough with his teacher. I think what he's got to say is really commendable. He's sitting in his classroom. He's had enough with his teacher. He gets up to the front of the class, virtually on his way, pretty much commanded out the door, and has this little thing to say to his teacher. If this was my son, I'd be highly proud of him. Let's play him again. Let's play him again. If you would just get up and teach them instead of handing them a freaking packet, you know? There's kids in here who don't learn like that. Bye. They need to learn face to face. Bye. You're just getting mad because I'm pointing out the obvious. No, I'm wasting my time. No, I'm not wasting your time. I'm telling you what you need to do. You want kids to come into your class? You want them to get excited yeah, for this? You got to come in here. You got to make them excited. You want a kid to change and start doing better? You got to touch his freaking heart. Can't expect the kid to change if all you do is just tell him. You gotta, you gotta take this job serious. This is the future of this nation. And when you come in here, like you did last time, and make a statement about, oh, this is my paycheck, indeed it is. But this is my country's future and my education. Can you go outside, please? But there's a limit when I'm not bitching but simply making an observation. Okay, okay. And now I will meet. Well Your said. Wife. His parents should be proud of him, as far as I'm concerned. Highest frequency. So now, this one I'm going to go into clothing. I had brought it up quite a few episodes ago, and it's worth repeating, I think. It's interesting, because in the Bible, it talks about this sort of um, thing with clothing. So there was actually a reason for it, obviously. Have a listen to this explanation of clothing. Linen is, well, these are the most higher frequencies. Linen, wool, cashmere, hemp, organic cotton, or leather. They are the highest frequencies. The lowest frequencies are rayon, bamboo, silk, polyester, nylon, viscose, acrylic, and anything static resistance. Now, that's funny they mentioned bamboo because I just recently got some bamboo socks and I really felt uncomfortable with them. They were quite thick. I just thought it was the thickness, but now I can see why. I actually thought I was doing the right thing by getting bamboo socks. So luckily, I've just ordered some linen socks. I think they are all pure wool. Um, I'm pretty sure they were, I'm pretty sure they were linen, actually. So I'm glad I actually ordered them last week. That was a subconscious thing. I didn't realize now that I'm looking at it that I've done the right thing. But I actually thought I was doing the right thing by wearing bamboo. So there you go. 
Have a listen to what this gentleman's got to say. So today we're going to talk about clothing and frequency and what you wear actually determines your health. And the highest frequency clothes are linen, wool, cashmere, hemp, organic cotton, and leather. Linen being the highest of all of them. They actually used to wrap people in the hospital with linen when they had wounds and any types of issues, and they would heal overnight because all the beautiful light frequency that comes off that linen would heal them like that. It's also the solution to restless leg syndrome, which actually can be caused by these lower frequency materials such as rayon, bamboo, polyester, nylon, viscose, acrylic, and also fake silk. All of these lower frequency materials can actually cause an electric static charge to build up on the body, resulting in restless leg syndrome, which is why people have a lot of sleeping issues because a lot of the sleeping materials are made from these DuPont plastics, which don't elevate the frequency like the natural. Very interesting, guys. Very, very interesting. Especially for wounds and restless leg syndrome. Something to really consider, I think. Now, it's it's a little bit off, but it's sort of similar to energies and things. I've seen a, um, there's a thing that you can do with virtually like a heat sensor that shows you your aura pretty much or your energy points. And if you open up your palm, your main energy point is right in the center, probably the size of a, uh, I guess if you put a golf ball in the middle there, like that radius of that circumference. That area, I guess, would be the easiest way to explain it. And um, the next point of energy is on your fingernails. What I would recommend for women not to do is to paint their nails because you're actually stopping the energy flow through your nail systems to um, to be at base by the, um, the poisons and toxins that you're actually putting on that nail. It's a bit like a ferrety cage of stopping your energies something to think about just come to mind actually i have um i have seen that um in studies as well it's not just a woohoo out there sort of thing when it comes to energies like that which makes me think about the um the way that we hold when we pray you know what i mean we're holding the palms together in prayer and i often wonder if um meditating over hey welcome to the room robert I often wonder when meditating, if you um, lightly put your fingers together, for instance, just overlapping, not a, a full, you know, when you go and put your fingers within for your fingers sort of thing, where your palm's facing up at you. Just, you know, just in that sort of position lightly. And then rest that in meditation over your heart. Because to me, it would make sense. You've got all the frequencies of your nails in that area, and you've got the um, energies of your palms coming out over your heart. I wonder, just out of just my own thoughts the other night, would that be a good way to help um, stimulate the, the electrical magnetic field of the heart, which is actually another interesting study that I've um, come across, is that the heart isn't literally a muscle as a pump as what we perceive. It's an actual um, electrical um, magnetic field. Um, it works on a different level than what we have told and um, perceived as an actual so-called beating um, muscle that's so-called pumping blood throughout the body. I'll try and look more into that and um, go a bit more in-depth and explain it um, thorough as possible about that sort of um, findings of these things, especially now that we're finding energy points and, you know, through Eastern philosophies, we know about chi, 
and um, and all these other energy points throughout our body that's getting more and more noticed through acupuncture techniques and things like that as well in the Western societies. So these are these are really um, strong issues I'd like to get into one night. I might even just do a whole thing on the energy points and um, frequencies and what's good frequencies and bad frequencies and all these other issues, certain hurts and, um, yeah, rife. Um, we can go into rife machines as well and... Um, Right frequencies. I've got the whole book actually on. Um, it's just page after page after page. Every part of your body. What sort of frequency works the best for certain areas of your body that you can tune into? And there's an actual um, frequency modulator you can get online if anyone's interested. Actually, if I'll put it in the link, and you can actually go type in your hertz that you would like to hear in the background. Um, while it comes to mind, there is another healing um, noise that is um, really beneficial to sickness. And you could do this at home yourself just with a um, a speaker or a phone uh, under your bed or something like that. Of course, radiation, keep it down below. Don't have it sitting right next to you. And, or just on a speaker, you know, you could have a, a speaker system, play it through that. It's the sound of bees, believe it or not. The um, The frequency that the bees let off it apparently does something to the um, to the hertz and your vibrations that you um, intake, and it's actually a proven to be a, a healing mechanism for all sorts of diseases. Diseased, yeah. Anyway, just some thoughts that come to mind. All right, continuing. A little bit about, um, like I said, I'm all over the place. Everything's like that on here. It's um, nothing in particular, no real structure. Just little bits of pieces here and there. Little bits of um, hmm, things that make you go, hmm, things you might not have heard of. And this one only goes for a minute and 50 seconds about Gautama Mumbai. <laughs> Sorry, I just choked. Gautama Bay. Gautama Mumbai. Southeast Cuba that we first invaded in 1898. The base is a multi-billion dollar. This is Guantanamo Bay, a U.S. Navy base in Southeast Cuba that we first invaded in 1898. The base is a multi-billion dollar project. It's like a big gas station for ships and airplanes belonging to the United States that pass through the region. It covers 45 square miles and has bars, a golf course, a K-12 school, and the prison for which it is most famous. The prison opened in January 2002, and over the years, about 780 men and boys have been brought here. Today, there are 30 prisoners. 11 of them have been charged or convicted at the war crimes court. Inside the court, they're having four different cases current. Two of them are death penalty cases. These are men who are accused of having plotted the September 11th attacks, and another man who's accused of plotting the attack on the USS Cole in the year 2000. In 2019, the New York Times did a study of what the prison cost. We said it cost more than $13 million a year per prisoner that year to operate the prison, to take care of the guards, to take care of the prisoners, to run this court, to fly people in, to do everything related to keeping prisoners offshore in this corner of Cuba. Making this video standing at what they call the Camp Justice sign. It's kind of a stage prop that they built between what used to be the Tet City and a court complex. It's surrounded by fences and barbed wire. They use the camp just to sign as a place for people to take souvenir photos and for reporters and news people to use stand-ups. It doesn't look like anything I see as I look around this area. 
It's kind of like a stage prompt. I have been working here for more than 20 years, and as they close the aperture on opportunities where we can take pictures, this is one of the last places we can photograph. Hmm, just a little bit of trivia about that. There's... This is the snow that I melted today, and then I put a big magnet on the outside of this glass. Now what this lady's done, she's grabbed some snow from outside. She's in Colorado, actually. And she's put a magnet, as it's thawed out, you know, it's gone to liquid form. And all these black um, particles were attracted to the magnet from the snow. Now it seems to be, to me, high um, in iron oxide. And um, there's another one. Um, yeah, it's... It seems to be, why is um, the iron oxide obviously magnetic field to attract all these sort of things? Um, the only way that would explain that these particles would be in, um, in the snow would be through geoengineering. <clears throat> it's the same with the, um, the aluminum or aluminium that's sprayed in that aluminium, strontium, barium, oxidates, iron oxide all coming out of these chemicals and that's why we get um, combustion of trees and trees and their roots will grow um will burn a lot longer than what previously recorded because of the absorption of aluminium into this into the roots and um, it can also cause them killing off as well on large quantities just something to think about guys if you're into that sort of thing oh let's rewind a bit and now, see what this just turn this one down a bit. I've got to, everything's all up and down, so it just take me a second. So if it gets like loud like that, I'm just going to pause it as quick as possible. Now, this one, um, you, Freedom Warrior just brought that up on his last show. It was about, it's just a quick segment, and so is this one about one minute and 30 seconds about Devil's Tower. There's been a lot of speculation about Devil's Tower being an actual old ancient tree stump. Um, some say it was a, dormant or volcano at one time in past history so i've done a little bit of digging on it and um i come across a dakota chief obviously dakota chief an indian native american and he goes into a bit of history about it for a minute and 30 seconds and he um, proclaims that it is an ancient tree stump let's see what he's got to say about this Dakota chief explains about this ancient tree and also why they do not recognize this ancient tree as the Devil's Tower. like this big avatar tree that you've seen in these movies. Her, her birth was like 200 million years ago. Over time, about 50 million years ago, this is what happened. You know, the, the condition that she's in now, they a present-day state. So there's 150 million years of life that she created here on Mother Earth. If you want to visit with her, no, no matter where you're at, go sit with a tree. With her roots, they go all the way out, maybe up to 400 miles out of here. And they're attached to each root of every tree that you see on this Earth. And these trees, they're connected to grass as well, the roots of the grass. So no matter where you're at, Sit and visit and talk with the tree because as a collective consciousness of all creation, of all unconditional love, it's going to come back to this tree, this grandmother. So there's many names for her. There's many names over the 
Over the centuries and centuries of people that lived here, the indigenous tribes, they all had a different name based on the timelines that they lived. So we're talking about 150 million years or maybe even 150 million. Hmm. Very interesting. I'd love to have heard um, another one about what they actually called it um, or what they actually, what it meant in their pre, like as you said, pre-names of the um, Devil's Tower. Yeah, fascinating. All right, this one is... I have a theory that a Mandela effect... I just got to turn this one up a touch. So I just, yeah, some of these I'm going to have to just do this because it's the only way I'm going to keep the balance going. I haven't got a mixer, so I've got to do it with my device. <laughs> Makes it a little bit tricky. Um, this is about the Mandela effect. Now, this is quite out there. With this, These things are going to happen here on Strange Days. I don't call it that for no reason. So, hey, welcome to the room, Mastu. Good to see you. All right. This is about the bit about the Mandela effect. It only goes for a minute and 10 seconds. ...is used to see how much of history can be altered in front of our eyes. Here's a prime example of one of that. There is this woman on TikTok who was going crazy because she swore the Fruit of the Loom had a cornucopia logo. And to the point that even Fruit of the Loom themselves put a timeline of all their logos and it never had a cornucopia. And this woman went hard. A therapist told her, yo, you need to chill out. You need to just drop this. So she went through all of her old clothing and lo and behold, she found a shirt with the Fruit of the Loom with the Cornucopia logo on it. That shows me like, yo, I'm, I think the Mandela effect is an operation that's running around right now to see how much of history can be altered right in front of our eyes without us noticing. And then they gaslight the public and be like, nope, this never happened. Damn, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, bro. People are thinking about it very little. Like, oh, it's the Berenstein Bears or the Bear Berenstein Bears or Jiffy or Jiff's Peanut Butter. No, it's much larger than that, guys. They're using this to see, oh, if we can get people to forget certain primary things about their childhood, what can we do with history? Hmm, very interesting. Hey, welcome, Robert, and welcome, Freedom Warrior. Go check out Freedom Warrior, guys. He's over there, gentleman from Amsterdam. Pulls out very similar shows, I guess, to mine. We run parallel sometimes. It's amazing how... Um, what do you call it? Uh, synchronicities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No man right up my alley. I've followed him, followed him for a couple of years and vice versa. Good mate of mine on the side. Yeah, go check him out, guys. Definitely worth a plug for sure. All right, moving along next. What have we got here? Now, I've got some dots here. Oh, you're most welcome, mate. Yeah, you're most welcome. I've got some dots here that involve Robert Maxwell. Now, if we go down either side, Robert Maxwell was actually a Mossad agent. Now, he's actually the father of Galene Maxwell, who is also a Mossad agent, and who is a, the accomplice of Jerry, uh, Jerry, Jeffrey Epstein, which is also a Mossad agent. Now, Robert Maxwell, which is obviously, I said, the father of Galene Maxwell, his lawyer and confidant is Samuel Pfizer, or P-H, oh, sorry, P-I-S-A-R. That's his lawyer, okay? His lawyer is actually the stepson of Anthony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State. Think about that. There's some dots connected there, guys. Very interesting. One big club, and you ain't invited. 
The WEF, the World Economic Forum founder, Klaus <clears throat> Anal Schwab, is a globalist terrorist who is holding humanity to reason. And guess who said that? Let me repeat this. What president... Here's a bit of trivia for you. What president said that Klaus Schwab is a globalist terrorist and is holding humanity to ransom? President Vladimir Putin of Russia. He warned the elite that their new world order has failed and their days are numbered. Very interesting. Vladimir Putin. Mm. I'm willing to bet most people aren't aware of how bad the United States government is fucking the people. Okay, the bit of language in this one, guys. It's going to go for 2 minutes and 35. I'll try to warn you of this if you've got children around because I'm trying to hold it a little bit. Not necessarily PG, but in the context of a bit of warning, you know, if you've got something a bit loud if you're out somewhere. So... I'm trying to be a bit respectful when it comes to that now as well. Another evolution of the Ozman. Who'd figure that one out? Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? All right, so this one is how screwed. This is about the Mue residents in, uh, obviously, with the fires and that that just happened in Hawaii, uh, after the fire. Have a listen to this guy. Of course, he's got a lot of passion behind his voice and language, but um, I think he lays it out pretty good. Two minutes and 35 seconds. Check it out. How bad the United States government is fucking the people who lost their home in the Maui fire. See, as a result of the Maui wildfire, 2,207 homes in Lahaina burnt down. And I'm sure that you would imagine there's a lot of reconstruction going on. But you'd be wrong. See, since the Maui wildfire, not a single building permit has been approved. Not one. Oh, and I'm sure you'd also think that all the people that had their homes burned down were going to be receiving insurance payouts. And you're probably thinking that the only reason they haven't received those insurance payouts is because of the evil insurance companies don't want to pay them. But you would be wrong again. See, the insurance companies haven't been able to pay anything because the United States government won't even allow the insurance adjusters into the area, where all they want to do is go in there and verify that these buildings have burned down. They want to verify how extensive the damage is for each of the homes that they insured. And for a lot of these homes, it would be as easy as them driving up, taking a picture of a burnt down property, therefore verifying that that home no longer exists, and then they could cut a check. But the U.S. government won't let them do that. And the U.S. government won't let anybody rebuild. And here's the wildest part. Because the insurance adjusters can't verify that these homes burnt down, and because the United States government won't approve a single fucking building permit, all of these people are still paying their mortgages. These people no longer have homes. But because they're not approving building permits, and they're not letting the insurance adjusters in, the banks are still charging these people a mortgage. Unreal. These people are paying a fucking mortgage on houses that don't even exist, and many of them are getting foreclosed on. Like, imagine how ridiculous that is. Your house burnt to the fucking ground. Your insurance company wants to go out there. They want to go see the burnt-down house, take a picture, and cut you a check. But the government, in the interest of helping people, I guess, won't let them do that. So the banks get to keep collecting the mortgage payments. And if you can't make the mortgage payments on the house that 
isn't even fucking there anymore. They get to foreclose on the property, I get and it now the bank mm-hmm. owns, owns the, the land where your house the cash. used to be. And that's all the... of this is happening because the government will not approve any building permits and won't even let the insurance adjusters in. But yeah, you guys keep mm-hmm. celebrating that Biden visited there for four hours. I'm sure that's some comfort to these people. No matter what, always pulled out. The bankers always never seem to lose, do they? Doesn't matter whether your house is there or not. You could just pick up, someone could come and just take your house away. You're still paying your mortgage whether you've got a house there or not. Still the property. And what a great way to get your property back. Like we said in the room, just don't pay it. Don't pay it. You're foreclosed now on your mortgage. Bank owns your bloody house. Unbloody believable. What a scam. I wonder why the people of this world are really getting very annoyed with these elites. I'll call them the deletes. The powers that shouldn't be. At least two. Um, this one goes on for quite some time. I've actually just put this one up um, before this uh, show. It's called Project Looking Glass. Um, if another little bit woohoo sort of thing, but um, it's pretty thorough about the whole Project Looking Glass. So if you want a bit of education or if you've ever heard about it and like to hear a bit more, you can go back and listen to show, I think it's 10,009, sorry, 1,099. There's a synchronicity. This is my 1,000, oh, sorry, 100 and a, was it? Oh, oh, wait there, 199. Yeah, okay. We're clicking it over right on the freaking start of the next, yeah, number, numerology. I, I'm, sorry, I'm going to go off track here on my numerology thing, so I'll just keep on going. <laughs> Start Amen. talking about this. All right. Now, I'm not sure what this one is. It must have been a right for me to keep it, so let's have a listen. It's called Amen, Sister. I don't know. I haven't got any title here. Let's have a look. Amen, Sister. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she goes into all about the, um, I think this is more like the transgender and all this sort of thing. Okay. I've got a feeling she's got a little bit of language. I'm not sure on this one. I can't quite remember, but she gets pretty deep. She's pretty stern on what she's got to say. She goes only for a minute. Let's check this out. Months ago, when they really started in with all of the toxic masculinity nonsense, it didn't make sense to me at the time because masculinity is a good thing, being a strong man is a good thing, and they're over here trying to turn everybody into soy boy beta males. And then about a year ago, they started appropriating women and taking away from us everything that we are and calling us birthing people and chest feeding, and, and that seemed really odd too, and I didn't quite understand that either. And then about six months ago, they started training to groom the children, and it all made perfect sense, because if you don't have a strong male to protect the family, and motherhood isn't a thing anymore, you don't have moms that will come and rip a person apart from seeing the scene that's trying to hurt their children, it's really easy for the pedophile to come in and take the children. This is psychological warfare, and it's a war on words. Stand strong and protect the babies. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, not say much on transgender. It was more, yeah, obviously about women and men's roles and what they're trying to do to us and dividing and everything else and messing up our kids they're really going after the children now aren't they mongrel dogs now i brought up this one yeah that was about the moon 
unfortunately it only went for about 12 minutes but there's a lot of links there i'll put underneath and information regarding it for reading anyway but i thought i'd still put it up anyway just to make an alert for the reading transcripts that i put out there as well um it's a shame i can't work out a way just to do that alone which would be just interesting but um, at least that's sort of done what i wanted it to do in the long run anyway um this one's about uh, let's just see the timestamp on this okay um this is food for thought okay all right let's just see where this goes it says that this should not be allowed this is to do with um i'm pretty sure the who um by the looks of it it would have been all right for me to save it i just got so much here that i can't quite recall this one but this only goes for two minutes so it must be okay if i put it in here this is an urgent announcement to all Brits and all patriots alike. In May 2024, the World Health Organization will be holding their 77th annual World Health Assembly. On this date, 192 nations will come together and sign into law the World Health Organization's Pandemic Preparedness Treaty. The British people have already spoken and been ignored by their government. We've already signed a petition demanding that the British government sever all ties with the World Health Organization and remove them as a dictating force behind government policies and government procedures. This was denied, flat out denied. The government does not want to remove or sever the ties with the World Health Organization. Within this treaty, it will grant the World Health Organization powers over our government, powers to police our nation, powers to declare a pandemic whenever they feel fit to do so, and powers to enforce lockdowns, draconian measures, mask mandates, and vaccine mandates. This is not something that the British people want, agree with, or are prepared to tolerate. Now is the time to take a stand. It's time to unite. And the great British guardians, we want to bring like-minded patriots together to take a stand against this nonsense and corruption before it goes too far. So if you're interested in playing a part and helping the great British guardians take a stand against unelected bureaucrats being given more powers over our own people than our own government, then join the great British Guardians today, because your voice matters. Yeah, trying to, they're trying to do the same here as well, guys. Let's see where this one goes. But always remember, a mandate is not law or legislation. All a mandate is, is a an agreement, a contract between you, if you agree to it, and the powers that be that have instigated these things. In other words, it's more of a suggestion. There's nothing legally that they can actually do under the word mandate. Educate yourself in the words they use, guys. Get yourself a copy of the Black Laws Dictionary. If you want one, I can get you one online. Um, if you've got the contacts with me, I can give you a PDF format of it. Look up these words that they use, and you might um, find that it's not actually as scary as they try and put it across. Obviously, we had mandates in my industry which was unlawful um, evacuation of most of our, um, well, a lot of our healthcare industry and nurses, um, and even some of the police force, because of a so-called mandatory um, injection to work. 
and now you're wondering why they're bringing in all these um immigrant uh, police forces and immigrant nurses and um care workers now because they lost a lot of the good ones out of the industry in the last couple of years that's why anyway <clears throat> continuing next on my little list what have i got here ah uh, yeah that was yep that was about the moon one continuing with that uh, yep more on that oh that's right i had a few pictures here i forgot in my little folder uh, okay. All right. Have a listen to this. This only goes for a minute and 20. Uh, no, 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 that's not it. Oh, that's a song. Yeah, sorry about that. That was the wrong one. I thought so you was don't have else. top billionaires. Are... Okay, this is an interesting one that goes for two minutes and 25 seconds. It's about the top billionaires. Um, I forget the guy's name. I know the bloody look of him. He works or he used to work for... Um, Watson, I think his name is. Uh, I'm pretty sure his name's Watson. He used to go with Alex Jones. I forget his first name. Um, yeah, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's him. It goes, he's going to talk about Google is changing its content rules in anticipation of a sensitive event happening from February and onwards. Have a listen to this. This is interesting. Been busy preparing for what they call the event, a cataclysmic earth-changing occurrence that for some unknown reason will force them all to scuttle away to their luxury underground doomsday bunkers. Some kind of mysterious black swan event, the true nature of which no one saw coming. Look, whatever it is, is going to be pretty damn bad. Well, it seems Google is preparing for something of that nature too. An email sent to Google advertisers notifies them of a change to the platform's inappropriate content policy. From February onwards, Google will have new rules in place in response to the sensitive event. What sensitive event? Dunno, but it seems like they're expecting one to happen after next month. For your advertiser in February 2024, Google will update the inappropriate content policy to clarify the definition of sensitive events. Examples of sensitive events include events with significant social, cultural or political impact. Basically anything then, such as civil emergencies, natural disasters, public health emergencies, terrorism and related activities, conflict or mass acts of violence. What is this sensitive event that they anticipate and why the need for that change? Or could the explanation be more practical? Carl Benjamin suggests that Google is ramping up for mass censorship and that the sensitive event is just the US presidential election. Possibly, but the bottom line of the screenshot suggests that this isn't primarily aimed at YouTubers or Google AdSense clients who put Google ads on their website. It's aimed at the advertisers themselves. YouTube already has a robust sensitive events ad restriction, which makes it hard to monetize videos that talk about tragedies. Unless you're a mainstream media outlet, of course, in which case you can monetize virtually anything. What do you Thing. Is this just another tightening of the screws as the US presidential election season gets underway? Or does it have something to do with the event that has all the billionaires scrambling to build their end times bunkers? Makes you wonder, doesn't it? If you it? value what I do and you want to help support me, please visit pauljosephwatson.locals. Oh, there you go. It is Paul Joseph Watson. I'll give him a plug. Let him have his plug. He's using his material. And either pledge a one-time donation or subscribe to join my community, get early access videos and message me directly. And exclusive live streams coming soon too. Promise. Check out the locals link down in the description. And don't forget. Okay. So next year, we'll, um, yeah, you can actually find Paul on, um, on YouTube as well. He's got a channel there. Next to my little list. 
too long. Okay, this is Channel 7. So this is... um. Just, I'll just play a little bit of this. It goes for six minutes, but I'll just give you a quick um, two minutes into it. The, the shenanigans that are going on over here when it comes to to um, people that are uh, on TV at the moment in in media. Anyway, have a listen, quick listen to this. People charged with serious crimes, some against children, have been able to hide behind an out-of-touch law that forbids us from showing their faces and saying their names. But that changed in Queensland today. Now time is ticking before the faceless can be exposed. Among them, two Channel 7 personalities. We can't show you their faces or tell you their names, but we can reveal the heinous crimes two television personalities are accused of committing against children. It's really not good enough that we've got people who are facing serious charges being celebritised on a television show for commercial purposes. A 52-year-old woman is accused of eight counts of rape, one sexual assault, 17 counts of indecent treatment of children under 16, two charges of torture, four allegations of assault occasioning bodily harm, two of them whilst armed in company, and two common assault offences. A 49-year-old man charged with seven counts of assault occasioning bodily harm. He tried everything to keep his case in court secret. Can you tell us why you applied to have them held in a closed court? Can you tell us why your uh, client didn't have to appear today? The man's legal team tried to have his name suppressed. We fought that and won. But we still can't tell you who the alleged perpetrators are. Would you be able to tell us what your client intends to do? Will he be defending the charges? When survivors find the courage to come forward and report their darkest secrets, they don't expect to watch television and see their alleged abusers promoted on national TV. Still working on national TV, eh? What a bloody corrupt world we live in, guys. Justice will come. Now, this lady, I forget her name. Um, damn, she's been around for a while. She's a very pretty lady, actually. Um, I'm not sure what country she's from. But um, can't understand why they sacrifice little babies. Why do they sacrifice little babies? Now, she was actually a victim of um, quite horrific um, abuse or rape much and um she's a survivor and um she's now a, a full-on journalist i wish i could remember a damn name though um she she goes under telegram under and the illuminati i think is her main one. Oh damn anyway it might pop up on the screen i hope um, if i heard her name i'd bloody know it anyway she's a blonde-headed lady you might be able to pick up from the voice if you've heard her before i said i don't I get it, but I don't get it. The children. You just, you've got to, I still have, I have such a problem with this. you got to explain this one to me. And he said, um, well, first of all, you're looking at it the wrong way. I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, they don't define children the way you do. They don't define the world the way you do. The choices that you face are not their choices, right? They have, a, they look at it completely differently. And, uh, 
And I said, well, okay, so how do they look at it? And he said, for them, everything is defined by their one fundamental all-consuming purpose. I said, which is what? He said, to defeat God, right? Because this is the moment. I mean, for them, it's about uh, the real God. The true gods are them and Satan, yeah. their, right? And so he said, children are, children are the closest thing on earth to God because we are created in the image of God. And as, you know, from the moment we're created, we haven't had time to, uh, to you know, to be corrupted and to stray. So for them, the younger you are, the closer you are to God, the more pain they can inflict on God. So the more you can make a baby or a small child suffer, the greater your victory over God. And that is the only consideration for them. Outside of that doesn't exist. There's been this amazing jellyfish UFO that's been getting around lately. It's been seen all or actually all around the world. It was funny because just not long before this was happening, there was a recent crop circle. Um, I'm not sure what country it was in. And there was a same crop circle or a crop creature as a jellyfish-like creature, which pretty much represents this thing. It's quite possible blue beam. A lot of it say that it comes in and out, that it actually... Sort of near, like near vanishes, but you can pick it up on infrared. But then there's other ones I've seen that um, that have photographed it around the world. Got this thing hovering, and it seems to be attracted to water as well. After a while, there was one where it actually went down into the water for 20 minutes and then jumped back out, and then took off on a 43, 45 degree angle. I'm not sure which country that one was, but they had it for quite some time on the camera. It was quite interesting to watch. It just virtually looks like a bloody um, jellyfish flying through the air. Very weird stuff, guys. Could be blue beam, could be. Okay, I've got the video format out of it. What I'm going to try and do, hopefully tonight, I haven't even started the show for Saturday yet. Bloody, I'm running very late on that other issues and things. So I hope I can pull that one off. But anyway, I'm going to try and join X. And um, Well, I'm thinking of, I'm going to get the app and just see how it works. And when I come across these sort of things, I'm going to um, produce them on there. So I'm going to, combined Podbeam and um, Twitter, if I'm not banned, because I was lifetime banned on Twitter, but it might have changed now that Elon's taken over. I might be lifted now or something. It might just be a whole new different thing. And they might have scrapped all the bands and everything and just starting fresh. I don't know. It seems a little bit more lax, so that's highly possible. Now that it really has nothing to do with them and the new ownership. So I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna try and do that um, this coming week. And um, yeah. Hopefully I'll have that sorted out by Monday and try and combine some of these, um, well, pretty much most of the stuff that I go through, actually. Um, I'm going to upload them to Twitter as well. So after the show, you can go back or if I do it, I'll sh I'm definitely going to do it in order, which you could pretty much put Twitter on at the same time while you listen to me and um, or listen to it after of course, because it would be after I'll put it on in the download section, and you can actually go along with it and see the video clips that I'm seeing as well. I mean, that'll really make it too. All right, next on. I mean, I could do it on Odyssey or something like that, but I'm not very savvy when it comes to editing and doing my voice and video format. 
on these sort of platforms and I can't do it on YouTube because I'll be banned anyway There'll be no time copyright or some sort of content that's not acceptable under the ADL or something like that which I'm still getting banned from over 10 years ago with my content that was on YouTube that's still getting pulled up freaking incredible all right next we're about the jellyfish yeah there's an interesting one um I'm going to do this one. I, I might. I, I just decide I'm going to have a look at it first to see if it's worth. But it's um, it's with Paul Wallace. He's um, getting pretty well known around in the um, biblical sort of communities as a scholar and all these other things. And he goes into angels. It's called The Great Deception Exposed with Paul Wallace and Jean-Claude. Now, Jean-Claude's the interviewer. Um, I've, seen, I've seen them together before. Um, I think he's actually done the um paul wallace was the author of genesis i think it was something something genesis or genesis exposed or something like that it was called so he's he's getting more and more well known around the scenes hey welcome for um definitely a, a guy worth having a little sticky peek at um yeah very interesting oh it goes for over an hour so i might actually if it's worthy i'm sure it will be i'll um i'll put that up it doesn't say... Oh, actually, you can actually find it on Rumble. It's called Angels, Great Deception Exposed with Paul Wallace, W-A-L-L-I-S, and Jean-Claude, J-E-A-N, dash, all in one word, pretty much, with like a, a minus mark in the middle. Yeah, very interesting. All right. We'll get to our next one. Now, I'm not sure this one here. How long does this go? Um, this one's just a little music clip. Okay, just with old buildings. Some of these I just have for um, for audio value as well. There's obviously a lot of background. questions. One of the things... Now, this one's... Um, it's about the secret tunnel. This only goes for 21 seconds. It's, um, oh God, what's his name? Stewie, Stewart. And, uh, it doesn't say. All right. I know it's that guy, the, uh, the main. Anyway, we'll just do this for 20 seconds. It's a quick one about the tunnels. There, Something that's brought up here. Well, come back. Uh, there, there we go. Here we it go. keeps coming up is in the Jewish Talmud, uh, Sanhedrin 54B, quote, a Jew may have sex with a child as long as the child is less than nine years old. Is that, is that really written? That's in the Talmud. Now, that was in... Let's go back here a bit. I mean, there's obviously a lot of questions. One of the things that keeps coming up is... In oh, yeah. That's in um, Sanhedrin 54B. And there was actually one that has to do with a four-year-old, believe it or not. And um, or under, yeah, it's not considered as pretty much right because you know, there's a terminology they use, it's quite disgusting. So, yeah, the old Talmud, eh? Good morning, Phil. They're, they're MK Ultra, that's what the medians are. Now, this one's um, goes for three minutes. Um, I'm pretty sure, as he just said, um, there's no real title. Yeah, there's something about the MK Ultra on this one was that I found interesting, so I've bookmarked it. So let's have a listen to this for three minutes. They're they're MK Ultra. Yeah. 
That's what the medians are already. If anybody has studies Tavistock, DARPA, the CIA, really what MKUltra was about after the first phase of drugging and and brainwashing people was how do you do mass brainwashing? And generally it's spellcasting. It's repetition of message over and over and over until they start to believe it's true. Because what happens is their subconscious picks up on it more than their conscious does. And then when they go to repeat something, they're literally repeating what they think is new information from their subconscious. And it's not. It's not. But that's part of the MK Ultra. Very sophisticated, but it works. Proven it works. Huge. Um, I've seen it work firsthand. So it's a, it's a scary thing. And, you know, the challenge that we have, uh, you and me and all of us on this side, is that we can't necessarily have logical conversations with them because they're, they're just not there. They're just not available for that. And and this woman who posted this on Facebook, I mean, she got slammed so hard. You know, is she even hearing any of it? Or does she think everyone's crazy and she's the only one who's on the right side of this? Who knows? Who knows? I didn't unfriend her. <laughs> you know, I, just, I wanted to see the result of that. They go back and try to find that post again and just see what happened because it wasn't pretty. I mean, the, oh, she was. But that's a good result, though. Yeah. The fact the fact that we, as people that actually understand that's going on, are now standing up and saying, "No, we're not going to take this BS message anymore." Right. We're not. We're not going to have it. Um, great example. There was somebody. Um, today that was calling Trump a racist and this, and they're just, you know, they're brain dead. Because if you look at all the events in history that were race-related, they were all Democrat-propagated, all of them. <laughs> every, single, every single one of them, started, starting with um, the, the, the Civil War and so on and so forth, all the way down. It was all Democrat-propagated. But yet they've, been, they've done really good flipping that, that message over on the conservatives but what's interesting is with this in the direction that we're we're going in in this country i really believe that now we're fighting back and if if you hate trump that's fine but you have to give him credit for one thing he actually gave us the spine that we were looking for because he fought back on a level publicly that was so brazen so everybody gets up to, oh, if Trump was only nicer, or if Trump would do this, or oh, those this. mean tweets, I couldn't deal he's with. So, he's, <laughs> he's so mean and nasty. It's like, okay, hold on. So he had to set the bar high, right? So he sets the bar really high with his nasty tweets, hoping that we'll just do one third of that and start calling people out for their BS. And now people are doing it. So we, because of Trump, I believe we've developed a spine. We being the American people, and it's we've got a lot of work to do still. Okay, well, that's a perspective of someone, of course. It's all um, a political issue that can go two ways, no doubt about it. And um, I'll um, I've got no real comment on that. That's more to do with the Americans, and I'm I've heard some negative things about um, the so-called Democratic Party and, and all these other things that are brought up, or vice versas. And so, yeah, I'll leave that one open to you guys to. Yeah, to judge on what he's got to say there. Uh, Our yes. food systems are harming. This one goes for a minute and 10 seconds. Who head, well, the head of who, um, is is Tedros um, Adhodnan. And, well, I'm not even going to try and say his last name. It's Gabriasis. There we go. Gabriasis. <laughs> 
declares war on meat. Oh, that's right. This dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know now. I see his face. And traditional agriculture in the name of fighting the boogeyman, climate change. Listen to this whack job. The health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions and account for almost one-third of the global burden of disease. Transforming food systems is therefore essential by shifting towards healthier, diversified, and more plant-based diets. If food systems delivered healthy diets for all, we could save 8 million lives per year. WHO is committed to supporting countries to develop and implement policies to improve diets and fight climate change. I'm therefore very pleased that over 130 countries have signed the COP28 UAE Declaration on Climate and Health. Together, we can protect and promote the health of both people and planet. Ah, aren't she so nice, eh? What a lovely little cockroach you are. Get back under your little rock, your little slug. Right, next to my list. Now, this guy's got something to say. I forget his actual issue here, but um, he's going to bring it up no matter what. And I think he goes for about four minutes. So I'm going to see how long it lasts. It's a bit of a long one, but let's see what he's got to say. Timelines have ah, that's right. To split. This is a really important. This is the woohoo stuff, you know, that we get every now and then. He's going to go into the split timelines. Hmm, very interesting. Let's do it. Let's do it for four minutes. We don't call it strange days for nothing. It's begun. The timelines have begun to split. This is a really important message. Please pull up a chair and listen in. You've heard me talk before about the two timelines that were running in parallel, 3D and 5D. I've made lots of content about this, and they were running in parallel for a while. These two timelines have just begun to split, and I want to talk to you about some stuff that happened to me over sort of December, and that's been happening over the recent weeks, and perhaps this will resonate. And I'm, Listen to this video till the end, because it's really important. Now, if I go back six months, I remember around six months ago, I was, I, I've got this over the horizon radar and I was able to look forward and um, actually engage mentally with what's going to be on that 3D timeline. So I know what's going to be on that 3D timeline is, you know, it's going to be total control by the government, it's going to be CBDCs, it's going to be people sort of in these 15 minute cities and, and uh, you know, it's going to be sort of total control, the people who are on that timeline. And then you've got in parallel this other timeline, which is this new earth, and it's all super positive. And up, up until about sort of six months ago, I was able to engage with that. And I was able to sort of feel how that sort of 3D timeline um, was going to be. And when I look at that 3D timeline now, although I'm aware of what's going to happen, it's almost as if I can't, I can't feel it, I can't engage it with it. So as much as I know that on that timeline there's going to be CBDCs that are going to be coming in and people are going to be in 15 minute cities, people are going to be on UBI, people are going to be controlled, not able to travel, 
and things like this. I, although I'm aware of it, I can't engage with it. I can't, f I can't feel it almost. And it's almost like emotionally not being able to connect to it. There was also another instance when I was sort of watching the fireworks on New Year's Eve. And normally um, that is a, something I really look forward to. And it's a really exciting um, sort of time. I love watching the fireworks all around the world from different cities. And normally I can connect to the energy of what's going on. And normally I can uh, sort of feel the emotions of uh, the firework display and the people that are there. But... This year, when I was watching it, there was a total disconnect. And my wife felt exactly the same thing. So we were like watching it. I could see it. I could hear it. I couldn't feel it. And it's almost like looking through this glass sort of wall at 3D. And people were on that 3D timeline. And uh, it just kind of, when I sort of started mulling over this the, the following day, it's like I was shown that the timelines have started to do that now they've started to move away and so you know i know what's coming on i know what's coming across this year on this sort of 5d timeline it's all positive you know i'm not feeling like i'm in contraction whatsoever i'm not worried i'm not concerned like i know my future is positive and if you're watching this you're on the same timeline so the, the future is bright the future is positive and i'm super excited or when i look forward all, all i can see is positivity and light and i, I feel really good and I, it's almost like i can't connect to that 3d timeline anymore and I'm, I'm aware of it i can see it i can hear it but i can't feel it so it, those timelines are doing that now they're starting to move away from one another so let me know in the comments what do you think i thought it was remarkable but you know it's kind of it's all the unknown isn't it it's uh, you know a little bit nervous excited it's all it's it's here it's starting to happen so yeah share in the comments anyway your experiences did you feel the same have you felt there's a disconnect emotionally you can't connect to it now and you feel like you know we've, we've shifted off i'd be interested to hear your thoughts anyway take care stay blessed thanks so much for being here i love you all unconditionally new earth here we come what do you reckon freedom that might explain what's happened to the Ozman? oh <gasps> Maybe he's gone to the fifth dimension. The timeline is split. It's a high possibility, guys. Doo -doo 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 -doo. This world of ours was not always just ours. We once won. This is the one that goes for one minute and 55. My favorite number. Seconds. That's right. I've got a favorite number, guys. Didn't know that, did you? Aha! Now you do. And um, this is about the Giants. Have a listen to this. Side by side, hand in hand, with a much larger version of us. The Giants have been documented, depicted, photographed the world over. The ones you see in these photos were just the last versions of them. As giant as they truly were to us, they were much smaller compared to their ancestors. But we are told, giants never existed. That thousands of years of human history, thousands of years of depictions of them, are just works of fiction the world over. Fun fact about the works of fiction, that too is a recent invention by the parasites of this realm. Works of fictions, the novels of fiction, 
wasn't really a thing until the late 1800s, another invention out of the Industrial Revolution. Why would our ancestors need to write works of fiction? They had so much of this world to depict, and that is exactly what they did. It wasn't until the more recent times when they told us to dismiss it all as fiction. Just like George Orwell told us, the party, or in this case the parasites, told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. I personally think many of the giants were taken out after the last reset. The bigger they are, the harder they fall, as they say. And humanity, being the resourceful, opportunistic people they are, took the opportunity of the reset to get some of that bounded Freemasonry for themselves. Question everything, friends. Until next time. Yes, and it's very interesting because in the 1800s when the um, pictoriography thingy was built and we had still was able to start taking pictures, there was quite a lot of these tall people still around. Well, not giants that are 20 foot or whatever, 14 feet. Uh, I guess you could call them around 9 footish, 8, 9 foot. And um, what happened? Now, I heard an interesting person the other day. I forget who it was. I don't even know if I bookmarked it in this um, little episode here. Is that um, I brought up about um, something that I just completely forgot I was going to bring up. So I'm moving right along to my next thing. Just lost complete track. Just went into this little fuzzy land. You know what I mean? Um, eh, this is a bit of Australian politics, but it goes into the the known Australian prime ministers who were Freemasons. We've got Barton, Deacon, Reed, Cook, Bruce, Page, Menzies, Fadden, McEwen, Gorton, McCowan, Hawke, and Tony Abbott. A little bit of trivia for my Australian lads and lasses out there. Since the beginning of time... All right, this one goes for four minutes. Why are the rich building doomsday bunkers what's going on here people have predicted prayed about and planned for the end of the world jews are waiting for the messiah christians say it could be the second coming of christ in 2016 hillary said trump was going to trigger the apocalypse look around she actually might have been right but billionaires are dropping serious lettuce on ritzy doomsday dens across the globe Zuckerberg just dropped a quarter bill for a bunker in Hawaii. His contractors say they're making a 5,000-square-foot underground shelter with an escape hatch. Zuck wants it to be completely self-sufficient with a water filtration system and livestock as a food source. Come here, you goat! (laughs) But it's not just him. It seems paranoia is seeping through Silicon Valley. Peter Thiel from PayPal and AI developer Sam Altman are all... The underground art guys, eh? Whoa. So preparing for the worst. What are they preparing for? So is this for? keeping up with the Joneses situation, or do they know something we don't? Maybe it's not nuclear. Maybe it's not EMF or an EMP pulse. Maybe it's the great day of lynching. <laughs> Someone's been reading my wish book. <laughs> 
the great day of lynching. Bring on the tar and bring on the feathers. Get your rotten tomatoes ready, guys, because we're a coming. Or are they worried we're going to go grab the pitchforks and storm the castle? The rich are about to get a taste of their own medicine. They created all of this mess going on with the economy. They think they can buy their way out of everything. Good luck hiding from the angry mass of people that's about to explode. Hollywood's making a fortune off apocalypse movies. Even the Obamas got in on the action with their race-baiting flick, Leave the World Behind. In it, a power grid hack unravels society. It's a mess. I think they have a compound at the vineyard. 40% of young Americans are already investing in their doomsday prep. They're panic buying doomsday bunkers and contractors are just raking it in. We can never predict or control what will happen in the world. Oppidum creates underground living spaces that are highly secure and completely discreet, designed and constructed to withstand ballistic, environmental and civil threats. This is security. Gary Lynch builds bunkers for billionaires and he's here. All right, Gary, do they tell you why they're building bunkers when they build them? Most of the time they do. It's just like everyone else. They look at what's going on in the world around them. And and uh, just because you have billions of dollars doesn't mean you're you're not connected to what's really happening. And a lot of times maybe you're more connected. But you know, they, they're just looking for safety and security for the, their family and their loved ones. Are they worried about, like that woman was saying, people storming the castle? I mean, I, I guess in a, in, a, in a sense, yes. You know, because, I mean, look at the looting that, that was just on a few minutes ago, you know, the smashing grabs. You know, that, that's going to be a, a reality when there's, you know, there's no food in, in the grocery stores. Where are they going to go? They're going to go to other people's cupboards. Do you think when they build these things that they think they're ever going to need them, or is this just some vanity play? I think it's like an insurance policy. I believe that some of them know that someday they'll need it, and some of them are buying it just to, just as insurance. When you build these, what's the must-have with the billionaire bunker that everyone needs to have this one thing? Typically, theaters uh, for personal entertainment. You know, libraries are really common. Um, with the billionaire bunkers, you don't see much uh, self-sustaining type things like, uh, you know, no hydroponics or gardens, things like that. You know, it's more about storage and, uh, and, uh, and comfort, you know, bowling alley, uh, swimming pools, uh, saunas, uh, shooting ranges, um, shooting. you know, really just, just to see anything you can imagine. What's the wackiest thing they ever asked you to build for their bunker? Put a horse underground. <laughs> <laughs> for what reason? The horse was incredibly, uh, incredibly valuable, and uh, he said if he had to be underground, he wants to take that with him. <laughs> All right. I hope it's not for food because that's not very nice. Well, listen, you if things know. go well at Jesse Waters Prime Time, maybe I'll be giving you a call one day. <laughs> we'll be glad to help you, Jesse. All right, thanks. He was thinking food, and I was thinking romance. <laughs> Bit of a worry, isn't it? Well, my friends. We are at the hour and 15 minute mark. I'm going to continue. Open lines, even if you want to drop up for a minute and just uh, advertise your um, a show you got running. You got something on. you want to get off your chest. You want to talk about what I've brought up. 
you want to bring up a conversation about something else, whatever you want to do, no obligations, no need to call in if don't feel the need to. Got plenty of material here to take it out with. And we'll just continue for probably about 20 minutes, maybe half an hour more. We'll take it to just under the two hours, maybe an hour and 45 all up, I reckon, and clean it up. And um, and we'll just see where we go from there. Just allow anyone else new that comes into the room. And the platform's all yours, guys. So treat it as you will. Just be, be respectful to anyone else that calls in with you up on the panel. And um, we should be able to rock and roll, guys. Leave your guns at the door and away we can go. All right. Continuing. Yeah, the horse thing's a little bit of a worry. wonder how many want goats and sheep. <clears throat> that might be a New Zealand thing. <laughs> Get your gumboots ready, guys. I want an artificial fence and a, and a, a bit of a sheep. <laughs> right, next to my list. Now, as you know, I've got to adjust these things um, here and there. Um, this is a bit of bullcrap about um, Australian politics, so you might not get, get the gist of this one, those that aren't into it. But just for a bit of mockery's sake and what have you, I'm going to play this for two minutes and 30 seconds. campaigners do not take no for an answer yes thomas mayer was one of the leaders of the push for labor's voice a kind of aboriginal only parliament in our constitution rejected by 60 percent of voters at the referendum last year now says the prime minister should go ahead and make it law anyway yes a response to this oh goodness me andrew you know i bet the prime minister wish he had legislated it yes <laughs> um you know when he could have uh what a failure this has turned out to be I have a track record on this. Who I am, who I am. I'm someone who I believe is, is very much in touch uh, with mainstream Australia. There's a couple of things here. You know, doesn't this just show how empty Labor's agenda is? Yes. You know, we're only three months on and we're back recycling this same thing already all over again because they've got nothing uh, to deliver for the Australian people. This government has just uh, set up a series of pots. We've seen a whole range of waste and we need a better government. Yes. But look, this was re re resoundingly rejected. Uh, you know, this, is, this was a, a concept that Australia said no to. Yes. Now, we've seen this Prime Minister's got a pretty uh, big tin ear. Yes. And when it comes to listening to the regular Australian on the street, I don't think, uh, to be honest, I, I don't think he will do this. I think he's going to be trying to... I'd, I'd love to know what he says to Thomas Mayo, though. I'd love to see if you say the same answer to Thomas Mayo as he will to the rest of Australia. I reckon he'll give two very different One answers. Yeah, mate, yeah, we'll get another through, word. don't worry. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. You Look, might be right. Honestly, until we come to grips with the fact that integration, not separation, has to be our future, this... Uh, we're not going to make progress on Aboriginal poverty and disadvantage like I would like. Yes. Yes. I kept that lucky $1 coin in my pocket, Mr Speaker. As you can see, we, we like to mock our government over here. Aren't they really loved, eh? Laugh at them. Probably the cruelest thing that they hate, being laughed at and mocked. Listen to this little bastard thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, Peter Dutton has called for tougher hate speech laws nationally to stop. Guess what? To stop what, guys? What do you reckon? Come on, Freedom, you can do it. To stop. Yeah, you go on. Anti-Semitism. Oh, oh no. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hate speech laws against the anti-Khazarians, I mean Semites. Saying Jewish leaders should not have to pay legal bills for taking radical hate preachers to court. Oh, and they get a free pass. Bills paid to accuse you of something. Open smorgasbord, guys. Oi vey. Oh, hey, bloody vey. you're not allowed to... Uh, i got a big thing about the Jewish tunnels here, but um, that goes for 15 minutes, and that's a bit of a long one. There's plenty of information about that, the thing that has just been brought up. Actually, I'll just he's a little bit into it a minute. I'll just let him kick off for three minutes just to give you a bit of a taste. The guys on YouTube, I don't know how that's still lasting. Um, hang on, why are there hidden Jewish tunnels in New York City? Right, let's just have a three minutes or so and see what this guy's got to say. Live underneath the police officers. He pulled up a taser. He's like, "You guys got to get back." They're trying to fight the fact that they're now going to uncover what's perhaps in these tunnels. Is it just people? Is it just you, they're using it to traverse the well, area? You know, I was for... wondering if it was like because, like, I don't know if you know this, but a lot, in a lot of those Jewish communities, they will tie a rope from one house to the other because they're not allowed to leave their house on the Sabbath. But they're thinking as if the rope is attached. It's not technically leaving their house because it's still <laughs> part of it. So maybe they were trying to attach these tunnels so that it was like it was still connected to their home so they could leave on the Sabbath. Maybe. Uh, maybe that's – and if that's what they're saying. Do you know the um, where they pop out of the ground there and out in the street? It's right next door to a kid's museum. Go figure that one out. Also, the Daily Mail was saying, well, no, this is – this." Uh, they, they, they built these tunnels so they could sneak into the synagogue during COVID lockdowns. Uh, but that doesn't make any sense because we now know that these tunnels were constructed about six months ago. So it has nothing to do with COVID. It has nothing to do with lockdowns, trying to sneak into a synagogue because you're that devout. Like that's how the Daily Mail was trying to portray the story. They're so devout that they just built tunnels. They had to get to the synagogue. They had to get there. It's pretty terrifying. when you. How many stories did we see last year of buildings collapsing, right. apartment buildings collapsing? Like, I don't think that's safe. Well, yeah, I don't think it's safe either, but we, we, we do know, well, I mean, there's so many things we don't know right now. Why were they building these tunnels? Um, the dispute, so, okay, the, the New York City Police Department was called in because these construction workers showed up. Like, who called the construction workers? That's what I'd like to know. Number one, who called the construction workers to show up in the first place? And were they filling in cement on the streets? Because on the streets, you could actually see some of the caves. You could actually see some of the tunnels from the streets. So is the city like trying to do some routine maintenance when they uncovered this? Like, what the hell is going on here? So <laughs> well, then as you, you make... Those vi- yeah, well, have we got the videos here. Videos of people, yeah, of walking on the sidewalks of New York and you can... Okay, we've got some big bloody rat, rat infestation going on here, guys. I would have shoved down the bloody a big tube of freaking... Um... Fly spray, cockroach spray. That would have solved the problem pretty quick. How you going, Freedom? You got anything to say, mate? Or are you just coming up for a hold hands? Or what, what are you up to there, mate? 
Well, um, thanks for letting me on. I just was listening to this bit, and I um, I found your answer to this um, difficult question because I just found this article where um, Rabbi Shmuley says that they are forced to live underground because of anti-Semitism. So oh, um, just wanted to share that. And also, if I may, I will give you a little bit of a clip. It's very short. It's, 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 under, it's like 27 seconds. I'll uh, share it. You can hear him, what he has to say. So uh, we... Do whatever you like, man. We have a bit of a... Okay, here we go. Let's see if I can get this across clearly. Now what you're doing is... Scare the green elect out of the Jews. Tell them we're going to kill them. We're, we don't have the power to do it right now. We're trying to get it. Iran's, Iran's trying to get a nuclear bomb, but let's make sure that they go underground. And they never want to go to an ice skating rink. They never want to walk through Times Square. They never want to walk through Piccadilly Circus. They never want to walk through Leicester Square. They never want to walk through near the Eiffel Tower. Don't ever cower. Jews, be strong. Be proud. Never be afraid. Never be afraid. Never be afraid. All right. So there we have that. Um... I just thought it was interesting. I found this guy here. I thought, hmm. Um, so, yeah. Kind of um, see how this is playing out, huh? <laughs> oh, man. It's just, it's, a, it's, just, it's just so bizarre. I mean, like, they look like um, these sewer rats coming out of their little hole. It's just bloody... The analogy of the whole thing's hilarious, really, when you think about it. Absolutely, yeah. popping out of the little tunnel, out of the little um, things like rats that come out of the sewer. <laughs> you can't make it up, man. <laughs> yeah, and and they paint a very bad picture for uh, every person who is Jewish. You know, you, 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 it's very, it's a very bad example. You know, there's a lot of great people who are Jewish who have nothing to do with this shit, who don't want anything to do with this shit, and they get all this unwanted attention. You know. It's horrible. This is from the the, the Lubavitchers faction, the Zionists, mate. Of course, they they're all bent in the head like that. They're the problem, mate. It's not the overall Jews, the Talmud, uh, the Torah Jews. Of course, when we talk about the, these sort of things, guys, just don't take it out of context because freedom knows where I come from, and I know where he's coming from. And we shouldn't have to explain ourselves that it's not all Jews. There's just certain factions in this community that are just like sewer rats, mate. And it's and it just proves it right there. And then that's literally, yeah. No, I don't, shouldn't have to go too much more into it. But yeah, it's a certain factions. It's like a lot of different faiths and beliefs. There's certain factions that just give the whole lot of bad name if you don't realise the whole situation and the different sects. Yeah, I know where you're coming from, mate. Yeah, it's very sad. Um, at the same time, I would like to um, block a little bit um, my next show, if you don't mind, because I'm really interested in these mushrooms. I know you also like it. And um, go for it. I found that um, lions... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I, I'm busy with a series on mushrooms, and now I found some very interesting information dealing with... Uh, from It's going to go... Uh, from different perspectives, you have like the uh, the normal mushrooms you can eat or you can take supplementations of it. And then you have the whole history of the mycelium. So I'm going to split it into um, both stories. But I found, because I bought all these uh, products myself, and lion's mane is very good for your uh, focus. So I think I took two pills today and they really, really help very well. They really get your focus more clear. And uh, of course, it would be best if you can just get it and buy it, you know, and, and uh, so you can 
put it in your food, you can eat it. Do, do you, or the powder mean, form is also mean, all right. Sorry, do, do you mean mental focus or visual focus? Yeah, mental, mental focus. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 uh, there's a lot of people these days who are quickly distracted and we have very short span of attentions these days, but it does really help. It does really uh, put your focus right. And uh, and also the cordyceps I found helps very well. It helps, it gives you energy. And uh, when you're a little bit, you have a little bit of a lack of sleep, the cordyceps really does help very well, um, getting your uh, energy levels going up. And, uh, you know, anything... With nature, it really has most of the answers when you find the right sort of foods and and and, and things. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to put that in there because it really came to my attention, and it's I have to do do a lot more digging into it. I'm just starting to get some of it, but uh, I just wanted to plug it because I'm always love loving things that help us, and uh, I just want to uh, share it around uh, for people to look into themselves. You don't have to necessarily believe me, but. Yeah, I find it always good to have something that's helpful that you can have in your own home, which can directly affect your uh, mental and physical health. Are you starting this? Are you going to start that after my show, like um, as of tonight or today, your time, or is this coming up? When are you going to start your first talk or presentation about it? Yeah, right after yours, actually. I did already one series, but it was just an introduction mainly on... Uh, on um, where that comes from, where, where mushrooms basically uh, sort of a little bit of the history. And then the second one will be a bit of both. So we'll do a little bit, some articles and some clips on the on the lion's mane and all these things. And then uh, let me see, I have a whole uh, um, clip here. Let me get it. That's uh, one yeah, I so we're going into... Oh, sorry. I thought you'd stop there. Um, I was just going to say that's one I haven't got in my combination at the moment um, is the lion's mane. I don't think I think that one's left out. I'll have to look into getting that individually and adding it to me five mushroom um, mixture that I've got ordered, hopefully coming tomorrow. It's quite expensive though, isn't it, um, Freedom, to buy? I mean, I've got $40 for 200 grams of mixed mushroom powder. Pretty expensive stuff, man. Nearly yeah, expensive true. Stuff. Yeah, it is very expensive because it's uh, it has to be specially grown as well and it's a... Uh, it takes a long time also. I think the the reishi takes about eight months before it's finally ready. But then um, you get this beautiful mushroom with a, this, this, this red cap on top of it, flat cap. It's like a, it's a beautiful one, actually. So, um, yeah, this is expensive. Not all of them are very expensive. Like uh, some of them are a bit cheaper. But, uh, yeah, unless, of course, it's, it's also hard to get. It's not everywhere available. It's just in, uh, in parts of Asia you see a lot of it and... Uh, up in some parts of um, Finland, you can get the chaga that just grows on trees. And actually also the rishi. It's very interesting. I watched this clip where you can, the way that they produce it, it has to be grown on a log. You know, they have this little you wooden log. They grow it in there. My mix was the rishi one because it's a very good liver tonic, one of the best out of all of them. So I really would do good for doing that after my drinking episodes over the last year especially. Yeah, you can make a tease out of it also as well. But that's that's when you've got the real thing in your hand, you know, and then most of us can't. So then you are a little bit forced to, to buy the, the products you can find in the stores. But they're also they also work. So, yeah, I just wanted to, to share that. And then, yeah, what I will do is that it will go with in uh, with a clip on the biodiversity and the evolution of fungal. So it's, it's it goes a little bit into both directions. So you start with the fungal 
the whole history of that and how that all works and the intelligence behind all that and the symbiosis. And then I do also, I want to split it into the, the part where you talk about what we talk about now, like the lion's mane and the cordyceps and the rishi and the chaga. And uh, basically there's like four ones. I have a clip. Uh, you also have the turkey tail. Um, there's four mushrooms that have mind-blowing effects. So that's what it's going to be uh, about. And how many episodes do you, do you plan on doing this for? Are you going to try and hit it all in one, or are you going to break it up in, or carry on into you know, three or four different episodes about mushrooms? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Because this was like with the Saturn series. I, st I thought I'd do four. In the end, I did like 10 or 12. <laughs> it, it, just, it just develops as it goes along. So I would say probably five to 10, but it, it's, I find you, when you keep looking, you find many more different avenues. And also I'd like to say I am, I, I had a bit of a website and now I just have to pay for it. Then I have also have an official website where I can um, post a little bit info about my show and other things. So uh, that's also happening, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take. Have you, have you started developing your website at all or you just bought it and well, setting it up now, are you? Well, I set it up a long time ago, like not, not too long, but maybe like four or five months ago, except it wasn't um, uh, really officially paid for. And I, if I pay for it, then it's, then people can actually look into it. So I, I didn't know that. I, I thought it was available, but it wasn't. But um once I paid for it, it's not, it's not, it's not a very big website, but you can do everything. I can post pictures. I just have to develop it, but it just gives you info about my show a little bit and a place where people can go. And then in this, in this year, I will look more into it and I will ask other people to help me out what I can do because I can post pictures in it. I can post all kinds of stuff in there. And uh, so I can actually interact better this year when it comes to doing my show. So that'll uh, be, that'll be interesting. Oh, good morning, Dana. Yeah, mate. Well, um, hey, hey, going, Herbal? Yeah, Shelby. We'll, we'll post it in Telegram, mate. Um, when the show's over, before you start yours, and when I will, I'll publish this straight away and then edit it all later. But um, and I'll put it a link at the bottom of the page under you as a guest. Um, you know, someone that come up and had a yarn with me, and I'll advertise it on this um, episode in Podbeam as well. Okay. Yeah. That's that's perfect. Thank you. It's uh yeah, it's it's in Dutch, but it doesn't matter if I just put the copy. You you click you click on the copy, you will get to the website. Now it's not much. I'm saying it's it's just developing. It just gives me a little bit uh, where my show is and kind of what I'm doing. So it's it's not really much, but it will be developing this year. So uh, at least I got a place, and I can also put a shop to it. So I can also um, you know sell like ten items on it as well. So uh, gives you a little bit of a uh, room to to expand. Oh, excellent, excellent. Is there um, anyone else that would like to come up and um, share their show, or, or have any information you'd like to share before we end this? So I was gonna, I was thinking of cleaning it up in about another ten minutes, which will bring me to the hour and forty-five minute mark. And um, yeah, just for those not in the know, I've started up a permanent um, time slot now, finally after all these years. And um, so it's from ten till pretty much twelve, but it depends on the night and what's happening and you know, call-ins and all that, respectively. I'm hoping to do it in roughly an hour and a half, usually each episode, maybe an hour and 45. But if the conversation continues, I'm quite happy to take it to the full two hours. 
Um, it's from 10 to 12 pretty much p.m. Um, Adelaide, South Australian time, if you wanted to check that on your clock. Pretty much now or an hour and a half ago from now, your dates, the people that are in the room. And, um, yep, come up, Shelby. Just try. Oh, just missed you, damn it. You gotta be quick with these bloody pop-up things, I tell you. Yeah, come up and advertise anything you got going or whatever you want to bring up, Shelby. It's all it's all your time this last 45 minutes of the show from now on. And this is how I'm structuring it. Oh, I've got an hour and fifteen, I'm gonna just put out just me. And then after that, this is your platform, guys, for you to come up, talk about whatever you want or something I've brought up, share um any sites or podcasts you want to share yourself or ones that you admire and just like to publish. It's all your your platform, guys. This is for you. Okay. Hey, guys, Shelby. Hey, guys. How are you all? Good. Good. We're getting some structure going here on Strange Days, eh? Finally. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm <laughs> used to your sporadicism. <laughs> oh, I know. Things have changed. <laughs> we've, I think we've worked it out that the um, the timeline is split, and I've gone to the fifth dimension. I think we've worked it out on this show. You have to go back and listen. It's a long story. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so late. I just now woke up. Can y'all believe that? I'm usually already up, but kind of slept a little. <laughs> oh, good on you. Yeah. Sometimes you can oversleep too. I find that, you know, so, oh, wow, I don't want to get up at all. It's really weird like that. I've been <laughs> right. weird sleeping patterns lately. It's just bizarre. Well, the other day, I just slept virtually all day, you know, from six o'clock in the Well, I did go to bed earlier hours, but wake up a bloody, oh, it was really 3.30 in the afternoon. It only felt like I'd oh, slept for an hour, though. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, hear you. <laughs> yeah, you got to go with your body, don't you? You know, if you've got the time and you've got that space, that's what I like, you know, if I go, oh, nothing on that next day, good stuff. At, oh, if I've got to sleep, I'm going to sleep, even if it takes all day to get the batteries back on track. Yeah. Right. But did you have anything right. in particular you wanted to bring up at all before the show ends? We've still got plenty of time. Um, yeah. Um, I just wanted to tell your listeners about Saturday. Um, it will be, um, I, I don't know. We're playing Saturday by ear. I have a, uh, a, a webinar, um, or a webinar summit, summit that I have to attend. So I'm supposed to have a show, but I'm thinking it's going to run into that time and I have to attend the summit. Um, and it's about gardening and um, herbalism things. So, and I have to attend that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, if anyone is interested, they can email me at uh, ShelbyJack69. No, no, scratch that. Jack 79 at gmail.com. I have a link that I can send that person and uh, they can sign up. Um, but you might need to do it pretty quick as it starts um, uh, tonight. It's the kickoff. But everything really starts in the morning. Um, today is Thursday, right, for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be Thursday there, yeah. It's Friday for y'all, but Thursday for me. Okay, yeah, that's right. Not quite, yeah. It's about 20 minutes till, yeah, Friday here. Okay, yeah. So um, everything will kick off on um, tonight for um, us. And um, that's at 6 o'clock 
um, Eastern time. So that would be, of course, five o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, It is called, if you give me just a minute, I've got the paperwork. Um, It is the Vegetable Summit. Um, uh, I normally don't just push anything outside of Podbean, but this, it's very interesting because I've got different speakers and it's, it's like, um, speakers that are, um, um, they're pushing everything from, uh, for home growers, you know, uh, that want that that's doing home gardening, not, you know, um, not bad stuff is what I'm trying to get out. Um, but they're doing different classes from small farm to, um, wanting to do that's used to do a small farm going to high yields that want to actually try to sell their product, um, or their, you know, their produce, whatever. And that's why I'm taking it as I'm wanting to up my ante in my garden, um, this year and to per, uh, to uh, actually um, incorporate my business in with that to um, sell my herbs and uh, my tinctures and things. So um, I don't know if I have an actual show that I may um, end up doing is recording it tomorrow and play it on Podbean, but I, you know, I won't be like present, present, so. But we'll see. All right. Well, can you do us a favor and just send me your email and any other information you just brought up, the name and all that, into sure. and I'll 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 paste it at the bottom of this when I re-edit it a bit later. Okay. All right. Come on in. Sure. I'm sorry. No, I think he's talking in his own uh, house. Somebody is uh, oh, oh, okay. coming into his then, room, um, I think. Here, I'll have <laughs> my email in the chat while he's um, doing that. Um, <clears throat> and um, I think, uh, I know I just talk out of my head sometimes. But um, it looks like it's going to be a great summit. Um I would definitely, it's a free summit. There's no cost, um, but there is an option <coughs> if you would like to um, purchase um, a lifetime membership. And that is for, um, uh, uh, it's going to be cheap through tonight. Um it gives you all access to the recorded part of the summit with extra amenities that they've got. Um, but yeah, I, I re- highly recommend it. If you, um, interested in that type of thing, um, I don't know about his listener base, but, um, I'm interested in that. Cause like I said, I want to try to, um, do things you know for my it's more for my community than it is for me um but i I, i'm definitely going to uh try to um you know like i have a personal preference for purple peas i don't know 
I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I don't know what the going um, vegetable population is here. But, you know, I'm going to grow different things and I'm going, I'm wanting to sell them, you know, for, for kind of a profit, you know, to go along with my business. So, you know, we can. Do you have a, a website? Do you sell it somewhere where people can go? Um, yeah, I'm going to try to, um, I'll put that website in here. It's r2da.shop. And um, y'all are more than welcome to uh, go on that site now. Um, I have tinctures put up um, that are for sale now. Um, I don't, I need to add some things to my website. So just be in, you know, constant lookout right now because I've got a lot of going, going on in the shop. And <clears throat> I'm sorry, y'all got tickled in my throat. Hold on just a second. Sorry about that, guys. I had to leave Sorry us on No worries. Oh, no worries. Yeah, I just, um, I just filled in for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I better help. God, here we go. How much do I owe you, man? <laughs> um, she's just, just promoting a... This. I'm sorry, go ahead, Freedom. Yeah, she was just promoting her website. I asked about her website. She's selling tinctures, and uh, so people can go there if they're interested. Good one. Yeah, like I said, Shelby, just post anything you'd like. And just put it in, you know, in just, just that alone that you want me to post at the end of this, and I'll put it up for you as well as a link. Sure, sure. I put the, my um, personal email in there, and I also put the shop's website, um, and I'll still send you all the information that I have on the summit and on my uh, for my website and uh, to you and everything. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. This is what it's all about, guys. This is the last 45 of my show now. This is pretty much, I'm doing everything for an hour and a half. And then this this is your guys' platform. So no one feel that you're stepping on anything here. This is for you guys out there. So this is the whole thing I wanted to do it for, you know. You want to bring up any anything in your life even that you've got problems with. You want to air something off you, get it off your chest. Go for it. Anything is like. So that's how I want to play the game here. Well, not a game, but you know what I mean. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a platform for you guys out there to touch base even and just say hello or advertise even a show that you like, that you admire and you want to get something out there or anything. Anything goes pretty much. Yeah. Awesome. But I do want to mention, you know, if um, in my shows <clears> – <throat> I'm so sorry, Oz. I've got a tickle in my throat. Oh, but oh, – wow. um, once a month on my shows, uh, I'm going to incorporate, I do have a YouTube channel. Um, I will put that in a different time. I will put that in with the email that I send you, um, Oz. But um, once a month, I'm going to have a live cooking show um, that's going to be, uh, you know, uh, question answer on TikTok. I mean, not on TikTok, on um, Podbeam you know, under herbal talk with Shelby at three o'clock Eastern uh, standard two o'clock central that um, will be on, but I will also be on YouTube under that um, same time. So you'll be able to come live and um, watch me cook the meal 
and it will be under a two-hour time frame, and it will not be some kind of extravagant five-course meal. It's going to be a down-home, you know, everything you can find at the grocery store, wherever you shop, you know, so um, that way you're not having to, you know, worry whether you can find that ingredient. You will be able to find your ingredient. If you need help or you cannot find the particular herb that is asked for in that particular uh, entree, all I ask is that you email me within a certain time limit and I can send you that herb because I'm pretty sure I've got it growing. And um, but there will be a small fee, which will in turn go to the business. So um, but yeah, I I want everybody to attend. You can log on to Podbean and find me under Herbal Talk with Shelby. And um, you can log in to YouTube at the same time and watch me cook this meal and cook along with me. That'll be fine. Um, uh, the first uh, cooking uh, live with Shelby and Herbal Talk with Shelby will be February 17th. Um, we are cooking a chimchurri chicken. Um, along with a couple other things that we're fixing, um, my guest and permanent guest for the cooking shows will be Sea Biscuit. Um, if you don't know her, you will uh, learn uh, meet her there. Um, she is a, a right hand lady for menu options and um, teaching me some things along the line, but. Um, uh, she will be a, a quite regular on my um, podcast and cooking show. So when she's on, I, I hope the ones that tune in gives her a warm welcome. But uh, yeah, so um, I will print the recipe or publish the recipe on my server on Discord, along with Laguna Knot, um, uh uh, server and we will uh, put it on the Laguna Knot Facebook page <clears throat> Laguna Knot Media and um, that way you'll know exactly what you'll need to have and if there's anything that's not on, that's on there that you can't find in your store um, that's vegetable wise or I mean uh, seasoning wise you can you'll have enough time to email me to you know, get that out to you for a small fee. So, yeah, I just wanted to let y'all know. <laughs> sounds, sounds great, Shelby. Yeah, oh, look, 2024 is going off with a bang, isn't it? There's some great inspiration, some great things happening. Yeah, the Podbeam realm's not going to know itself. Yeah, this is fantastic. Right. not the only one. There's a few more out there that are just just getting the click, just, just going to a different level, and it's fantastic to see um, – people that I've known too for quite some time. It's really just good to see that vibe happening and people going places. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're going to rock and roll. Right. This year. There's no doubt about it. Right. Right. Exactly. And the YouTube channel, you'll be able to view all kinds of different things um, <clears throat> at any given time. Um, I'm going to start using and implementing that YouTube channel a lot. Um, starting within the next week because planting season's not that far away for me for me so um, I've got a lot of seedlings that I've already started 
So um, I'm going to be doing a lot of content on YouTube instead of TikTok and all that other places. TikTok's got a lot of community violation issues going on there. So I don't want to do it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get that with YouTube with some of the content I put out, copywritten or just the IDF don't, um, IDL don't like the content. You know, these little, you know, little things that, that stop me on there. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to look to X, um, Twitter, you know, X now. And I'm going to try and put some, well, most of my videos that I come across on here while I'm presenting it, and I'll just post them all over there because they're not very long. So I should be able to yeah. do it with the upload limits or whatever they have there. And I think that's going to be great. So, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty much doing the same with Podbeam and, and X if it works out all right. If not, I'm just going to have to work out something with BitChute or Rumble or something like that maybe. Yeah. I want to up the ante a little bit and get some of these things because especially when I talk about, like, ancient Samaria or something like that, it'd, it'd just be nice to see the the certain, you know, hieroglyphs and things that I'm mentioning as I go along or presenting. So, yeah, that's my, my plan right. is to, to sort of, yeah, build it on a, build it up and build it on a bit better. And a bit more anyway, yeah, just to give people the visual content, which I think will be fantastic. Right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. So I guess I'll jump down and okay. let somebody else speak. But thank God, thanks, guys, for giving me the opportunity. Up oh, anytime, Shelby, anytime. Always welcome here. <laughs> tell my, tell my yeah <laughs> yeah i'll put that stuff up as soon as it comes through on telegram later anyway i should be able to edit it a bit more and um okay. if you don't mind sending me the laguna Nort one as well because I, I keep forgetting it with russell i haven't been on there for so long that'll save me hassling him out and nagging him about it and uh um, okay. sure yeah i appreciate that okay yeah. good yeah and i'll get it all up no any time when it, whenever it's ready maybe even tomorrow it might take me just to, when i wake up and i'll i'll edit re-edit this oh, yeah so, it's sort of like the first show, really, in the whole beginning, because this is where I'm really kicking it off my, for every night now, which is great. You know, I know that anyone that's doing right. Podbeam should be doing that, really. You should have a regular slot, and I know that I've been sloppy when it comes to that. And then you'll start getting, you know, regular people coming in at that time that know you're on, and it just makes the whole thing a lot better, I think, overall. So, yeah. Well, thanks, Shelby. I'll, um, I'll look out for that, and I'll definitely post it. We're getting close to the end anyway. I'll, I'll All right. Just, okay. All right. I'll talk I'll, to you later. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye. We've only got um, a couple of minutes left. Um, uh, Freedom, is there anything else you'd like to add, mate, or share any other podcasts out there? Or Obviously, um, guys, check out Freedom. He's he's coming up um, just after this show, probably. What would you say, mate, in about 15 minutes after I end this? Mm, well, 30 minutes. Yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah. We'll look out for you, mate. Yeah, yep. definitely join on that one for sure. Although I'm just about join anyone. If I'm up, I'm usually in freedoms. If you're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm his little shadow. Yeah, you're all around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been mates for God, how many years now? It must be at least three, eh? Maybe four. Yeah, yeah three, yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. It was pretty quickly, yeah. No, I don't really think I have anything to add. It was nice to have, um, you know, uh, be here and, uh, you know, if other people also on and promote their stuff, it's good, you know, uh, helping each other out. It's fantastic. So uh, hopefully it will all work out. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to see where your show will go now with uh, with your regular time slot. Uh, yeah. can only recommend yeah. people to uh, listen and to join in and get the conversation going. And uh, yeah, and uh, that's pretty much it. I just hope that uh, things will uh, work out for the best. 
Okay, well, I appreciate you coming up, man. Yeah, like I said, it's for all of you guys too, this last 45. So, yeah, and I really appreciate you coming up and spending a bit of time with me as well. It really means a lot to me as well. So, all right, mate. Well, I'll take it out in a minute because uh, we're about to get kicked anyway. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll catch you. Check out Freedom Warrior, guys. Put him in your bookmark. And um, he's a nearly a nightly guy, so he's pretty regular. And if you're ever looking, wondering where Ozman's lurking around, I'm usually in there. <laughs> So sometimes we get up and have a yarn. We just had one earlier, actually. Um, look at his notes when he produces a show. You can see where we we come up. We bounce off some good ideas and some thoughts amongst each other. We just had an interesting one with a new lady on here that's um well that's called in for the first time um, on ours, which her name was Sheep. If anyone knows her, she's from England. So she was a very interesting lady. Um, she's more of a biblical sort of lady, but we had a really good conversation actually. So, um, yeah, it was really good. Good vibes going around, guys. Um, happy days ahead. There's no doubt about it. All right, my friends, just remember the first way to forgive others is to forgive yourself. You know, it's the same with love. Love yourself and then you'll learn how to love others. Most important principles of life. Always give thanks in everything that you do. And um, this is pretty much the way you can rock and roll in this world now. And um, let your light so shine amongst people, you know, guys. I'm really enjoying this new structure, well, actual first-time structure, <laughs> for those that know me, kind of structured in a way. I've still got me little zany wits about me, if you know what I mean. So that hasn't gone. Still got the charisma, guys. Don't you worry about that. So, um, yeah, well, I really enjoyed that. So I'm going to um, end it now, and I'll just take it out, and I'll catch us all in the next episode of Strange Days. There is no doubt about it. Take care, you all. Y la cash. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. But it's just going to get even better. Go back and listen. I think we've reached the fifth parallel. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to double check with Uncle Uncle Wilson. <laughs> but I'm not dead yet. I thought I'm going to die to get there. Damn it. I jumped on the boat too soon, eh? <laughs> This show will be up in about 10 minutes, guys. And then I'll re-edit it tomorrow. Do all the bells and whistles. You all take care out there.
Uh, g'day Ellie, I can't type at the moment because it's ending. The show's just ending now, so it'll be up soon if you want to go back and re-listen. But please check out Freedom in half an hour, Mushroom episode. Be fantastic. <laughs> 